Welcome to Kaiseki Anime, where we air new episodes every other week. Kaiseki covers currently airing anime, older series seen recently, and other relevant topics for the season. I'm your host, Marina, of the blog Anime BNB, and with me is my co-host, Draggle, of the cleverly titled Draggle's Anime Blog. This week, we discuss Usumake, rom-com where the childhood friend won't lose, and Odd Taxi. So it's an odd combination of shows this week. It really is. Yes. Um, I don't really know why we paired these two together, but here we are now. Well, we we had to talk about both of them, and there's only so uh-huh. many weeks in a season. I guess that's true. Are you actually as enthusiastic about this as me, Osamake? You're enthusiastic about Osamake? I love Osamake. Oh, no. That's why I wanted to talk about it with you. I mean, I am up to date on it, and I have been watching it fairly regularly with Keiwu, but... If you're going to ask me if I actually like this show, I don't really know how to answer that, because it's entertaining, but I don't actually like everyone. Oh, well, I don't think you have to like everyone to like the show. Okay. Or anyone. Do I like anyone in this show? You don't like the either childhood friend? (laughs) They're all childhood friends. What are you talking about? (laughs) Basically, all the girls, even the guy, like they're just all childhood friends. So, of course, nobody's going to lose. But is anyone going to win? I don't think so. Yeah. Although I feel like everyone's going to lose as well. <laughs> yeah. So just for like a short synopsis, this is a, I would say, comedy high school romance uh, based with that title. You can tell that there are some childhood friendships going on here in that romance. And the main character is a dude named Suharu Maru, who apparently was a childhood actor, right? Like he was a famous one, very well known. And because of, like, tragedy within his family, uh, I think his his mother was also an actress, right? And she passed away. Yeah. It made him step away from uh, media and from being a, an actor for a very long time. And he has all of these childhood friends who we meet one at a time sort of to see his connection to them. And you keep thinking that they're going to be, like, the one. But then everyone's fickle. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like calling it a romance is a bit of a stretch. Oh, it is. There's not any real romance here to me. Yeah, it's more of like a a drama. (laughs) But like terrible drama that they make themselves. Uh, Yeah, they're all such fucking idiots. It's great. Yeah, they're idiots. They're actual (laughs) just all idiots. And and they're they're both idiots and also kind of horrible people, which is what I love so much about it. my, My favorite is the first childhood friend. She's such a dick. Wait, which one? The the one with the brown hair. So the writer, the one who no 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 the oh not the writer the the one the who lives next brown door. Hair. Yeah, wait, isn't the writer black hair? Well, I guess I guess you could say that one has has black hair, but I feel like, I can't remember. It's like dark dark hair versus light hair, right? Right, right. And they're both like variations of clovers, I guess, right? Because. The writer one, she has, like, the blossom that's in her hair, and then the light-haired one that you thought was a piece of shit is the one who has, like, the, the little four-leaf clovers in her hair. Oh, I hadn't even made that connection. 
Yes. The uh, they talk about it. Character. When they talk about their names, that that's why they're named that. Anyways. Oh, okay. I totally missed, missed that. Like, aside from the obvious, like, color difference with Kuro being black and Shiro being white, whatever, they talk about, like, how their names are also based on the flower. Hmm. So, okay. but to start out with, we're talking about Suharu and Kuroha, right? And that's the one that you don't like? Uh, maybe. The the one who lives next door with the little sisters. Yeah, yeah, that's Kuroha, the one who hates it when he makes a joke about her name in black. Yeah, well, in my defense, I don't like either of them, but okay. yes. <laughs> I, I like her less. Yeah. I, I think my favorite part of the show was at the end of, like, episode four, where they have this big climax where basically, like, everyone loses and everyone's crying, and they all deserved it. Wait, are you talking about the performance at the school? Yes. That oh, was my God. <laughs> you know, I actually stopped watching this show for several weeks after that. <laughs> I didn't want to like continue because I was just so horrified about how stupid everyone was at, after that show. I, I kind of didn't want to continue either because I was <laughs> like, the show's already attained perfection. It, what? it needs nothing more. It could just end here and it would be the perfect ending. I guess. God, they're so horrible to one another, trying to get like <laughs> revenge on one another, holding grudges from fucking childhood. Like, Oh, I'm so sorry that your friend stopped talking to you when you were, like, what, five, six? Like, how old could they have been? Yeah. And then for you to hold a grudge for that long and want to have revenge on them. Are you serious? It wasn't even intentional. It was because his mom died. <laughs> his mom died, right? Like, how stupid is that? Seriously. His mom died. Oh, no. My friend doesn't want to talk to me anymore. They don't. They, I mean, I guess, to be fair, they don't know that that happened right and i guess they're stupid kids who don't pay attention to the news because that had to have been in the news yeah and his friend didn't even know her name and that she was a girl <laughs> right like they couldn't have been good enough friends and for her to be that pissed off at him for abandoning her come on seriously <laughs> but like kuraha's whole thing is is so stupid because this is the ne the next door neighbor friend yeah. yeah, like, yeah, she was with him through all of his trauma, right? She she saw how sad he was after his mother died and how traumatized he was about, like, the acting world. And she was by his side that whole time. And it looks like their families are close, right? They eat dinner at each other's houses. For some weird-ass reason, they clean his house. Like, he can't clean it himself. I don't get it. I don't get it either. <laughs> Do you know why? <laughs> no idea. Like, like, come over and, like, are vacuuming. I'm like, why? Are their little sisters vacuuming his house? I mean, I get that he feeds them dinner in exchange, maybe. I still don't get why this is happening. I don't either. They're Unless like it's like some weird semblance of family that they want to have. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't really understand why Kuraha even wants revenge on him. Because she confessed he said no, and now she's mad at him. Uh, apparently. Uh, yeah, so then she, she plots to get revenge. I think because she saw him plotting to get revenge. What? I don't even remember why he was trying to get revenge in the first... He was trying to get revenge on Black Girl. Yeah, on Shirakusa, whose name actually has white in her name. Okay, but, but she has dark hair. It's really weird how it's flip-flopped like that. But he wants revenge on her because she apparently started dating someone else who was another actor. Like, why are they having oh, revenge right. on one another for having feelings for other people? I don't yeah. get it. And he, he didn't even, like, ask her out. It's so confusing and the most pointless thing to get revenge over. Right. <laughs> you guys weren't a couple. You never declared your feelings for one another. 
Yeah. But anyway, then the next door neighbor, he turns her down because he likes the other girl. Right. And she wants to get revenge. And and the the way they think they want to get both of them want to get revenge is by making the other person ask them out and then they can say no. So they can do right. the same thing to them. Except they actually both want to go out with the person that they want to say no to. So their plan is very self destructive. Oh, it is. And then she regrets her stupid plan like 30 seconds later. And that episode ends with like everyone crying and it's, it's perfect. (laughs) They, they all deserved it. And, and not just that, right? Mm -hmm. Remember, he is famous as a childhood actor. (laughs) So it gets streamed. It gets put on the internet. For everyone to see this That's poor dude's right. humiliation, like, let's just make it 10 times, 100 times worse. <laughs> and his dance is really stupid. <laughs> I mean, actually, it's kind of impressive to where I kept thinking that he was going to fall over, but he doesn't. Yeah, yeah. It, it is so, an impressive dance. I guess that's dance. cool. <laughs> yeah. But you have to think, too, this is from when he was a child. I think it's the same dance that he did as a kid in that show. Great. So that's why maybe it looks a little strange for an older boy to be doing it. Yes. But still, yeah, I don't really understand this show. I don't understand why they all like each other. It doesn't really make sense to me what they like about one another (laughs) and how everyone's in it for themselves. And somehow they're all connected to media one way or another, whether it's by like them being actors or writers or family members are actors, right? (laughs) Even like the guy friend that you thought was like that one innocent guy friend. Tetsuhiko, mm. you find out, is also connected to the media with his uh, his family, right? I think. Is oh it his no, dad he wasn't his... the one I thought was innocent. It was uh, the the boyfriend of black haired girl Mitsuru Abe, who is also an actor. He's the least terrible person in this show, in my opinion. Yeah, at least so far. They make it out to be where he's kind of the bad guy at the start, even though I didn't actually believe that. And then you find right. out that he really wasn't. But, I mean, he's already been phased out most yeah. for the most part. He's still kind of stupid, but... They're all stupid. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we talk about, like, the whole stupid part of adding in Maria's character, oh who is God. apparently a fellow childhood star who still loves him, apparently. And that whole, like, stupid scene at the studio where they try to get his neighbor, Kuraha, to be an actress as well, right? Mm-hmm. And, and they're convincing Maru to come back. And that whole competition, <laughs> that made zero sense to me. No, no sense at all. Like, just say no. Like, why do you have to do this stupid competition? Seriously, they're all dumbasses. But I, I love this show. I, I, I don't understand why you love this show, but for some reason so I stupid. do keep watching it. It's just gloriously stupid. That I can't stop watching. I guess I am going to be curious. What does it mean, like, the childhood friend won't lose? Like, what is the desired outcome out of this show? For maybe the harem ending. That's what the, the third childhood friend is aiming for at the moment. What, Maria, the the other actress? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Maybe. She realizes she's losing, so she she's trying to settle for the the stalemate with the harem ending <laughs> maybe and this is i think supposed to be a single core show right but i hope so i wouldn't be surprised if they like had some sequel planned for the future i would watch it i'm sure he would <laughs> so now that we've talked about osamake we can move on to odd taxi which is a thoroughly different animal literally 
This <laughs> this is another show that is sort of featuring all of the main characters, not just main characters, featuring all of its characters as animals, which we've sort of seen in shows like uh, Beastars. And I think there was another comedy in the previous couple seasons, weren't there, that I, I don't even remember what they were called. Uh, the but, brand new animal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Brand new animal. There is another one. But I feel like there's just been more of these recently. But Odd Taxi stands out, I think, above all of them, honestly. For sure. It's it's a very, like, thoughtful and psychological show. And oh, yeah. It's also a bit different from the other animal shows in that it it doesn't really acknowledge their animals. No. So, so you're, you're kind of wondering if just this is just, like, how the main character sees them. Yeah, there's an interesting article that I read. It was an interview of the director, and I think they asked him, like, why animals? And it was sort of his way of softening, or I don't know if cutifying is the right word, but sort of softening, like, the seriousness of the matter that is covered in this show. Right. It worked really well. I think so. This show has some really dark moments. It really does. I think it was... Uh, was it the episode with like that streamer guy that was just Kamasawa. really, really depressing? Wait, which one? Because there's multiple episodes featuring him. So like, what exactly was the depressing scene you're talking about? I'm, I'm struggling to remember now, but it, it was what? just like the whole episode was brutal. It's it like, oh, my life is pointless and meaningless. And then it just. Oh, it's like the most recent episode. What do you mean? It's like, no, I think it's no, like either this... the, the latest one or the one right before it. It was a few episodes ago. Oh, okay. Definitely wasn't the latest one. But I, uh, yeah, it, it was brutal. Okay. Well, well, we'll talk more about him later, I think. But just as a summary of the show, this is an anime original, so it's not working off of any source material, which I think is always promising, sometimes scary, but usually. Very interesting. And yep. I think all of those ring true here. Like, I think this show is really well written. I, I like how it looks. I like the music. Like, everything about it has this great atmosphere and style. And the writing is, like, the strongest part of it. And it covers some really interesting genres and topics. So, like, you've got drama. You've got mystery and crime. Like you mentioned, there's a lot of psychological issues going on here, uh, including the main character, right? Like, you're not quite sure you can fully trust him, even though like he is com- completely fascinating. You don't really see what he's thinking entirely. Like yeah. he he's kind of like has this big plot going on, like very serious plot, and you're just he's supposed to be just this taxi driver. Yeah, it's it's very like holy shit! What is this taxi driver doing? Well, what's funny is it's not like he's trying to hide it intentionally. At least it doesn't seem that way with his character because he seems like the kind of guy who just says what he thinks, right? Right, right. But it's not like he says overly much. Like, you got to ask him directly and it will come out. Yep, exactly. But you also don't fully know what's going on behind that face, right? (laughs) Yeah, he, he seems to have some weird sort of past where he's, like, supported by some mysterious foundation yeah the foundation's super interesting to me i want to know more about him like i know that he was abandoned as a child we we discovered that well i don't even know if abandoned is the right word we just know that he's been alone since he was say five years old right and there are some foundation that takes care of children like him all the way up through adulthood apparently like they they keep putting money in that takes care of him and we just know that his parents are absent we don't know they say that they're dead maybe they're not maybe he was abandoned i'm not quite sure 
Yeah, I thought there's something more to the foundation. Like it, it seems he has some sort of psych. Like I think there's a reason he's going to the psychologist, and we haven't quite seen what it is yet. Yeah, it's slowly being unraveled, right? As right. his doctor Gorky is the one who's been sort of part of that unveiling. Right, and it, it seems like he has the synthesis, Yeah, like he can recognize people in some unusual way they keep talking about that like that it's remarkable and it's funny because like as us watching this show it's not hard to like pinpoint as well who is what character right we'll be like oh obviously look at that like head for all of course it's his monkey friend but i guess if you're like (laughs) in this world as one of those animal people maybe it would be harder but they keep talking about how remarkable it is that he can just see someone and know instantly who they are with very little detail, right? Oh, uh, that's why I thought, like, only he can tell see people as animals. Because it's like the monkey ears that make it obvious. But if the other mm-hmm. people don't see the monkey ears, then it's... Oh, so, like, maybe he sees a true image of them or something? Well, he he sees it in a different way, like, through his synesthesia. Yeah, that's an interesting way to think about it. Yeah, because remember, he was like, oh, it's the calico cat. And mm-hmm. everyone else just seems to stare at him blankly whenever he... Yeah, they don't They don't acknowledge that, really. No. They really don't reference animals at all in the show, don't they? I'm trying yeah. to think. But that's why it's my theory that it's only he who sees them as animals. Okay. But I, I think there's something more as well, because like, seeing people as animals doesn't seem to be a huge problem in his life. I'm sure there's no. some reason he's going to the psychologist. I mean, they keep referencing things, or not even just referencing, but like waiting an uncomfortable amount of time on a specific scene or a moment that makes you even more suspicious of him. Like Mm -hmm. whenever we're in his house, don't we always look at that like weird gap into that room on the side that we never get to see in that room? Yeah. And at, at some point, didn't people think he like kidnapped somebody? Yeah, they think he kidnapped or killed that missing girl. Right. Right. And I think uh, it's been a while. This is a show that I would definitely rewatch. I feel like, didn't he actually see her at the beginning? I I don't remember. You can't be certain that maybe he didn't do anything. Yeah. And he's like, talked to his closet. So. (laughs) Yeah, they they talk about how he, they hear him talking to someone who isn't there. Like he's supposed to live alone. So who is he talking to? Yeah. And we've seen him talking, but we, we haven't heard any response. Yeah. Another thing that I thought was interesting is he's a walrus, right? Like, does that have any meaning? Because typically walrus, walruses are very social creatures. At least they are always in like a herd of their of their kind. But we always see him by himself, right? Hmm. And they're water animals. And yet they've mentioned this a few times now. But he's scared of water, right? Like, why? <laughs> and then why do they mention that? They say that multiple times when we're at like a waterfront. And I'm just wondering what the significance of that is. Yeah, I don't know. There's definitely a lot to unpack in this show, for sure. Yeah, surprisingly, a lot to unpack. I think, like, every scene is so well-crafted and thought out that you can really pick it apart like that. Right. Same with, uh, we've only talked about the walrus, but, like, pretty much all the characters are nearly as detailed and as, at times, confusing as him. Yeah, like, let's talk about Shirakawa, and she's the, uh, alpaca, right? Yep. The nurse, who at a glance seems to be like innocent, seems to be sweet, like a really kind nurse who seems to have a crush on him. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot more going on there with her character, right? 
Uh, that's an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What do you think about Shirakawa? <laughs> oh, I love it. Like, it's like you said, she has this, she seems like she's sweet and innocent, but then it, it turns out she's like leading him on and, uh, stealing drugs and involved with the, uh, criminal organizations. And it's like, oh my. <laughs> I think it's misleading to say that she's leading him on. Like, she was asked to approach him, but I don't think that her interest in him was a lie. And I find, like, their back and forth, like, their discussion, very authentic. Right, right, right. Like, it just seems to come naturally. And she does seem to, like, like talking to him. (laughs) Yeah, but I guess she, like, initially approached him. I I don't remember what it was. Did she want his video camera or was it something else? I don't even remember. This is, like, again, I feel like I want to rewatch this so I can try to catch all the details again. Yeah, because I definitely missed a lot in the first few episodes when I was trying to figure it out. They were all fighting over his uh, video camera because he he had the footage. I guess that's this girl who disappeared. Right. She apparently was in. Is supposed to be in that footage, right? Right. Oh gosh. But they also talk about how Shirakawa is sort of in debt to um, Dobu, and that's why like she's been stealing money is to try to pay that back. But then they also mentioned how she was also kind of in a relationship with him, with, like Stockholm syndrome or something. Yeah, yeah. So, like, when they're talking about her character, I think when Otakawa and the doctor, the doctor who she works for and who she steals from, like, they, they mention, oh, you know, she's not entirely blameless. Like, she is pitiable. You can be empathetic. You can really sympathize with what she's going through. But she still had that choice, and she still made that choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dobu is also a very interesting character. Yeah. Wait, wait, before we move on to Dobu, let's just say one of my favorite scenes in this sh- entire show was Shirakawa doing capoeira. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> that was, like, such a great clip of her doing that a couple of times and Odakawa being like, please stop, please stop. <laughs> uh, it was such, like, a realistic slice of just human characters goofing off, being, like, I don't know, I loved it. It was good, yeah. But, yeah, Dobu. Dobu and Odakawa, I think, have this really great chemistry as well. Right, they... They, like, are arch enemies, but they also get along really well. (laughs) (laughs) Don't they? Like, they don't trust one another, right? But they somehow seem to understand one another pretty well. They do. Did you see the latest episode? Which one? Nine, I think. What are you referencing specifically about it? Uh, Dobu and the streamer. Oh, my God. Yeah. That was awesome. That had one of the best exchanges between the characters, not just in the show, but just overall. I was just like, holy shit, like, Dobu is supposed to be a bad guy. But here he is giving therapy to this, like, needy YouTuber, right? He's such a good guy, yeah, just by being, like, a crazy murderer drug person. (laughs) Good guy is a stretch draggle. I think we're, like, really stretching that definition there. I don't think he's a good guy, but I think he is very perceptive. He was a good guy to that streamer. Yeah, after also taking his car and his house and all that, but, sh- but sure, sure. Well, he, the streamer did get all that by, uh, ginning up a mob to hunt Dubu down, so I, this is true. I can't forgive him for that. <laughs> I mean, at least he didn't kill him, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought he was gonna kill him. But like that whole pep talk was fantastic, and I was like, I wonder how many people watching this you know, because this is a very digital time. You've got, like, the people who watch the show are probably, like, in that age range where this, like, really rings true for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a, an amazing scene. Yeah, Kabasawa's character, I feel, is the type of character that 
don't know, we see more and more like you've got YouTubers, you've got Twitch streamers, and I feel like this will really resonate with viewers. Yeah. Have you, uh, you don't read manga, you don't read the Kaguya-sama, did you? I mean, Kaguya-sama the anime, which is originally manga? I mean, no, I don't read manga, why? The recent chapters of the manga... The president's dad became a VTuber. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's great. Is he obsessed with like view counts and commenting and all of that? He is, yeah. And he became really successful and made a lot of money. And his children are both uh, so embarrassed about it. <laughs> Why? I mean, he's successful. Oh, he has like a dad VTuber where he like talks about his children he he has like one of, one of his videos it it has like him screaming and it's like my son got accepted to stanford and it's so expensive <laughs> 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 like in all capital letters but isn't that what makes it so addictive to people is just like being able to relate to this being fascinated by the reality of it right yeah 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 but and- i can understand like the kids being horrified that they're being used as material Exactly. And this Kavasawa guy is the same way. It's like, wow, he wants to be a hero. He's fighting crime. He's really just kind of pathetic once you actually know him. I mean, you know that from the beginning. You don't even have to actually know him. We have that scene where he is in the car with Otakala, right? That's how he gets drawn into this in the first place. Yeah. Is that he was just like a random passenger in Otakala's taxi who happened to get caught up in all of this because of some stupid selfie that he wanted to take with the taxi driver. So that he could have views for some weird reason. Yeah. So <laughs> it's just really interesting to me, like how all of these characters connect. Like every single person that we see enter Otakawa's taxi, which I mean, obviously that's by design of the show, right? Choosing who we see, but it's just pretty cool seeing like how many of them are actually all connected. Yeah. I also really like um, the idols and their manager. Oh my God. Mystery kiss. Yes. <laughs> that one really surprised me because I wouldn't have expected like this idol group to have that shady connection to a gangster like uh, Yano, right? right? Who is apparently a rapper as well. <laughs> a rapper who goes around on a scooter. Oh, that's my favorite character. What? The rapper. I mean, I know you like those rapping scenes I in love shows. I rapping t- scenes. He's talked great. about this. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so that the cat is Yano. I thought Yano was their manager. Oh, uh, yeah, no, no, no. I guess no. I'm confused. So w- which one was uh, Dobu's rival? I thought Yano was his rival, and then there was some boss above them. I thought the, the rapper was the boss of the game. Mm, that's a good point. I think I'm pretty sure Yano is that boss, the, the guy who goes around on the scooter. Mm. But I don't know if we've ever seen like that boss above them. I see. The uh, manager of of Mystery Kiss is Yamamoto. I don't know what he is, like a wolf, a fox, something no with pointy idea. ears. He looks like the tiger from the the cereal. <laughs> Frosty <laughs> Kind flakes. of, because he's like orange and black, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he's got like pointy ears. I'm pretty sure he is not a cat, even though he manages some cats. Yeah, but maybe, maybe he's Yeah, a that tiger. whole idol group is really interesting to me because you've got like the two backup sort of dancer singers who are forced into that role sort of with the masks, right? Great. Yeah, I thought the kidnapped girl was one of them. What do you mean? The girl from the very beginning? Yeah. That was something I was curious about too, was if she was connected to them somehow. But since I haven't rewatched, I can't confirm that. Okay. Yeah, me either. But I mean, we know that one of them is is what they use for like that badger 
Actually, I remember now this really good, really depressing episode. It was about the monkey who dated the girl from Mystery Coast. Yeah. That was like the most pathetic, cat. pathetic episode. Yeah. Well, it's pathetic because it's like, you know he's making all these mistakes, right? You know that exactly. he's losing all his money. He's getting all these loans to give to this girl who obviously doesn't love him. Yeah. But it's like he's never experienced love before. I don't know. He still hasn't, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it is a really sad thing that happens to him, but it's not like it wasn't unasked for, if you know what I mean. No, no. Like, he had to have known what he was getting himself into. He can't be that stupid. Or is he, he that stupid? I think he's very stupid. I don't know if it's so much stupid as it is desperate and afraid of being alone his whole life. Because he keeps talking about, like, whenever he jokes with Odakawa and, like, teasing him about about the alpaca girl... How he is like, we can't be alone all our lives, right? He seems just really lonely. Yeah, I, I love that episode where he like starts going out with her and you see him make all these horrible mistakes and you're just yeah. like screaming, no, no, stop it. <laughs> and then he buys the ring and you're just, it's just so sad. <laughs> and then, then he gets uh, betrayed. Yeah. And then his only friend returns to save him. That was pretty awesome. I'm really glad that Odakawa was able to come and get him. And it shows yeah. that he, he will go out on a limb for people that he cares about, like Kakihana, who was that sad monkey man. Like yeah. Shirakawa, how he tried to get her free from Dobu. Mm. So, like, you want to think of Odakawa as a good guy. And, like, I love his character. But yeah. there's still something going on with him. Yeah. He's not a bad guy so far. It is interesting, though, to see, like, how some of his actions, which I don't think it was his fault. I still think it was the other guy's fault for just being in the street. But Tanaka, the gotcha guy. The gotcha guy? The gotcha guy who gets really hooked on his gotcha games on his phone, starts spending a ridiculous amount of money and gambling and losing all his money to his cell phone game. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm talking about? The one who has Dobu's gun. Is this the mystery, kiss, the mystery kiss fanboy? The one no, that's a different guy. Oh, that's a different guy. That's a totally different guy. The Mystery Kiss fan guy who won big with the lottery based off of those numbers from Odakawa, let me say. Right. <laughs> yeah, he's a different uh, different animal. They look similar because they both have like that gray fur going on. Right. But Tanaka is a different character who I don't think has shown any interest in Mystery Kiss. He just is obsessed with his uh, cell phone game that he put too much money into. Oh, right. And Odakawa hit him with the taxi and broke his cell phone. So now he's out to kill him. <laughs> exactly. Right. Because he like he had just gotten that pull that he's been like he wasted millions. I don't know how much money, but it seemed like he's he spent an exorbitant amount of money on that game trying to get like that particular uh, dodo. Right. Yeah, it was a dodo. Yeah, Fucking this show dodo. is wild. <laughs> like I was just horrified seeing how much of a like seeing like how he spiraled into this debt right an addiction i love how Urukawa is such a schemer like he he has all these connections and then he uses them and they don't even know entirely how they're being used like when he makes the guy decide to uh withdraw the money from the bank on this day so that he can catch the gangsters and then he like brings the uh, policeman on board and sends him recordings the little brother trying yeah. to get him to go against the bigger brother <laughs> yeah yeah and then he uh he he even uses that streamer although that i don't know if that plan succeeded or not i mean it got him out of there without like it they did, were yeah. occupied with each other so that he could get get away with his friend right right 
I feel like he could have uh, just taken Dobu with him. Yeah, I think he was hoping that Dobu would actually get caught, that yeah. something would happen to like get him out of the running, right? So that he doesn't have to worry about Dobu. Right, because he tried to send the policeman there, too. Yeah, and we see someone shoot Dobu, but we don't know who it is. I don't think it was Tanaka. Uh, I've seen multiple people sort of theorize that it was maybe one of the cop brothers, but no one's really sure, because you don't really see anything but a hand and a gun, and they're saying that it's not the same gun as Tanaka. Yeah, and they said... The one that Tanaka has stolen. Dobu said, that guy's a good shooter. What, the one that that shot him? Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it's not the younger brother. <laughs> I can't imagine him being good at anything. Based on the backstory that we've seen between him and his brother, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's just like so many memorable characters and so many mysteries in this show that I'm, I'm excited to see how they're going to try to wrap it all up by the end. Yeah, there's only 12 episodes or around them. 13, I think. So we've only got like another month to go. Uh, so Four episodes. Time. Gosh. This is one of the best shows we've had in years, though, so I'm really glad we got to watch it. Yeah, this is a show that I can easily recommend to people who maybe they're not into cutesy anime, right? They want like really good story. They want thriller. Like This is really well written and I think could be appealing to people who aren't typically anime fans and to people who are anime fans who like more thoughtful shows. Although it's also pretty cute, so people who like cute things might like it, too. I mean, I think Odakawa is cute in his grumpiness. So I agree. He's very cute. <laughs> I love him. I think Dobu's cute, too. And the rapper guy. Uh, I don't know about the rapper guy, but... <laughs> <laughs> Tune in again to Kaisuke Anime Podcast two weeks from now. Please feel free to send us questions or comments on Twitter with hashtag Kaisuke Anime Podcast or on our individual accounts at Draggle underscore Kuhn and at Anime BNB. Listen and review us on Apple Podcasts so we can continue to grow and improve. You can also find us on Google Play and Spotify. Thanks for listening. See you next time.